are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, October 21st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. And as always, for making the show your first listen here today. Coming up on the episode today, I'll talk about the Blackhawks' practice yesterday as uh, a couple of veteran players were seen taking maintenance days not out on the ice. I'll also go over a full preview of tonight's matchup against the Vancouver Canucks at the United Center as the Hawks are still looking for their first victory on the year. And then I'll also be sure to go over all the gambling lines and odds for the game tonight as well, courtesy of our good friends over at Bet Online. But to start things out today, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into everything that took place at Blackhawks practice yesterday, which honestly wasn't all that much because, as I just mentioned, several players um, decided to take maintenance days. Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Connor Murphy, Calvin DeHaan, and Brandon Hagel all took maintenance days yesterday, as well, uh, yesterday while forward. Mike Hardman also missed practice as he's dealing with a head laceration. Ooh. And going back to Tuesday's game against the Islanders in that third period, Hardman took a pretty nasty hit from Matt Martin along the boards. I thought it was a bad hit. Uh, I tweeted out the video for those of you who haven't seen it yet. Uh, go check out Talking Hockey on Twitter, and you'll see Martin's bad hit on Hardman along the boards. And after that... Hardman was forced to exit the game early. He did not return for the remainder of the contest. And I'd guess that was likely when Hardman suffered that head laceration. So maybe a couple of stitches or or something that he's dealing with. But the Hawks also decided to give him the day off on Wednesday as well. Just to uh, recover from that injury and such. So without those... what was it? Six guys. Without those six guys out on the ice for the Hawks at practice yesterday, it was pretty hard to gauge who exactly could be in the lineup tonight against the Canucks. No one was wearing the the Victor Stahlberg white practice jerseys, as Mark Lazarus refers to them, which we've seen the Hawks go to from time to time so far throughout the season. So um, probably just going to have to wait and see what the lines look like at the morning skate here in uh, just a couple hours. It's still only 9 o'clock as I'm um, doing this opening segment, but I think I'm going to wait a couple hours till after the morning skate to do the second and third segments of today's show. Um, But before I talk about that, and also I'll share um, kind of my projected lineup that I would like to see the Hawks roll with, uh, I also want to talk real quick about a couple of maybe minor, but they were a couple of things that I noticed during the Blackhawks practice session yesterday. First, just with all those veterans missing the session due to maintenance days. I don't know how that made all of you feel, or if you're just learning about it now, how it makes you all feel. But to me, I just kind of found it a bit weird that 
the day after their their fourth consecutive loss to start the year. And again, it it was a better effort, but it still wasn't the full, complete 60-minute fight that they need to put up in order to come out with a victory. Um, so for none of the Blackhawks veteran leaders, per se, to be out there for practice, you know, that just kind of... It, it was a little weird to me, and I understand that they just played the night before, and they already have a game again, you know, the next day, which is now today. Um, but looking back at the schedule, they did just have Sunday off, and, and after the game against the Canucks tonight, they won't be playing again until this Sunday against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I know that they're they're probably uh, they're likely to practice on both Friday and Saturday before that game against Detroit, but I, I still feel like. From the perspective of these veterans, you know, you'd rather, or at least from the coaching staff too, you know, you'd rather take off one of those two days than the day right after a loss and before the next game, you know, at least that's just how it makes me feel. So for Taves, Kane, Murphy, Dahan, you know, four of the veteran leaders on this team, for all four of them not to be out there yesterday, you know, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me, but I do understand that maintenance days are going to happen a handful of times throughout the grind of an 82-game regular season. I'm not trying to critique those guys in particular. It just was a little interesting to me. Another thing that I wanted to add as well is that Kevin Lankinen was the one getting far more looks throughout practice yesterday than Marc-Andre Fleury was, which could potentially point towards Lankinen getting the start in net tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. And I could certainly see why after how well he's played so far this season. His season debut against New Jersey, he was really strong. And also, um, in that second half of the game uh, on Saturday against Pittsburgh, he came in for uh, basically the majority of that contest. Flurry didn't even make it 12 minutes, and he only wound up allowing uh, one goal in that one. So, wouldn't mind seeing Lankinen get the start here tonight, and also wouldn't mind seeing him uh, continue to get, you know, roughly 40% of the starts here throughout the early part of the season, especially if he's continuing to play well. Last, at the end of practice yesterday, head coach Jeremy Colleton talked with forward Henrik Borgstrom for a couple of minutes near the Blackhawks bench. And of course, I gotta say, I have absolutely no idea what those two could be talking about. Maybe it's the turnover that Borgstrom had on Tuesday or or something, you know, he needs to be working on in practice or, or in the future. You know, I can't say for certain what that conversation was about. However, if I had to guess, my guess would be that Borgstrom could be on the verge of being a healthy scratch tonight against the Canucks. And again, I this is just speculation on my part. I, I'm not certain on this at all. But just based on the kind of conversation that they had at the end of practice, that's usually when Jeremy kind of talks with someone in particular about um, the mindset of the team and kind of how uh, it's not going to be easy on them, but, you know, they might sit out for a game or two here, but can't lose confidence, can't lose faith, got to keep doing all the right things in practice and just wait for that next opportunity. And when the time comes, you know, got to be ready to jump in just like that. So that's just kind of how that conversation made me feel and definitely is something also to keep an eye on at the Hawks' morning skate. And if Borgstrom does wind up getting stretched, I really first got to say, I don't think it's due to his poor play or anything. You know, I know he had that bad turnover, which wound up being the game-winning goal for the Islanders. But overall, I thought he and Dabrinkit were, were two of the, the most noticeable Blackhawks players that night. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with Henrik Borgstrom and with, with 
you know, Adam Gaudette sitting on the outside. Same with Dylan Strom. Both those guys, I think, uh, I'm hoping the Blackhawks are really going to give Strom an opportunity here finally. And Gaudette, I think, needs to get in the lineup as well. Um, and, and for Dylan Strom, I mean, he could be put in a good position in his season debut to skate alongside good ba- good buddy Alex Dabrinkit. Like, I, I don't understand why the Blackhawks are so reluctant to play Dylan Strom when nothing has gone right offensively so far. And he's a guy that can provide this lineup with a little bit more of that. So again, um, Wednesday's practice really didn't give out any indications of what the lineup is going to look like tonight. And Jeremy Calton even said in his interview after practice yesterday that they're going to figure out this lineup here uh, tomorrow, or I guess now today during the session. So just going to have to wait and see what Calton elects to do for the lineup here tonight for the Blackhawks' fifth game of the regular season. All right, that wraps up everything significant out of Blackhawks practice on Wednesday. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to give my projected lineup, or more like my suggested lineup, for what Jeremy Calliton should roll with against the Canucks later on tonight. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has reached October. Playoff Baseball is the best type of baseball. Both leagues are in the championship series. The NFL and college football also are now in the midst of their seasons. UFC has some incredible title fights coming up in the end of the month, ladies and gentlemen. And most importantly, hockey season is back. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show today, I also wanted to be sure to share my projected lineup for the Blackhawks tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. So, as I talked about a bit earlier, I did decide to wait a couple of hours until the Blackhawks finished up their morning skate uh, and saw who was on the ice and everything before I recorded segments two and three for the episode today. And just a moment ago, the Blackhawks announced that there will be a couple of lineup changes coming tonight, as expected. First, Kevin Lankinen is going to get the start in that here versus the Canucks. After getting most of the reps in practice yesterday, I kind of saw that one coming. Uh, and Lankinen's, as I said, he's been pretty good so far this year, in my opinion, despite the stats saying uh, he still has a save percentage below 900. I think he's been uh, really sharp, and it's, that more reflects on the Blackhawks' defense than it does on Lankinen himself. So I can't argue at all here with Colleton's decision to give Lankinen his second start of the season. As for the rest of the lineup, first off, ladies and gentlemen, forward Dylan Strom is finally going to make his season debut tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. The Blackhawks just announced a moment ago that Strom is going to jump in the lineup here, as is forward Ryan Carpenter for the first time since the season opener against the Avalanche. 
Forward Mike Hardman, who is dealing with uh, that head laceration that I just mentioned. He will not be able to go tonight. He has already been ruled out by the Blackhawks coaching staff. As for the two scratches for the Hawks tonight, though, the first one is going to be Adam Gaudet, which is tough to see for him. As I I spoke about a moment ago, Gaudet, you know, kind of like Dylan Strom, he's just really needing to get some more opportunities here, I believe, because there's a lot in his skill set that he has to offer, and Blackhawks really haven't, even giving themselves a chance to see that so far. Uh, and then, the more surprising scratch for the Hawks, though, tonight, joining Gaudet, is Philip Kurashev. And I know a lot of people probably aren't going to be happy with the decision to scratch Kurashev, but I mean, come on, you know? That second line of he, Taze, and Kubalik have done literally nothing at 5-on-5, five five. and Kurashev himself, like Taze, is still without a point yet so far this year. So, I do see why... Colleton elected to scratch him tonight. We need Curry to be better than what he's shown us so far. But I guess um, knowing that Kurashev and Goddard are going to be the scratches tonight and then Hardman's going to be the third man as he's out with that head laceration, I guess you can kind of scratch that conversation that I talked about between Henrik Borgstrom and Jeremy Colleton. Borgstrom is going to be playing here tonight, and to me, you know, he's been better than Philip Kurashev so far this season. So again, I do understand why Colleton made the decision that he did. But as for what line combinations the Blackhawks are going to roll with tonight, there was actually no indication of that during the morning skate once again here today. I'm not sure if the Blackhawks are doing that on purpose or what, but usually during the morning skate, you get to see the forward lines and the defensive combinations, but it's been a couple times now in the early going that the Blackhawks have not posted that at their morning skate. So now I'm just going to go over how I personally think the Blackhawks should should go with their forward lines tonight against Vancouver. And first, I mean, Jonathan Taze, I think the Blackhawks really need to get Johnny going here tonight. Still without a point through these first four games, and more importantly than that, he, he just hasn't been noticeable, or his, he hasn't really created all that many scoring opportunities. And that just makes me wonder a little bit if Jeremy Carlton has had any thoughts at all about loading up the big guns and going with a top line of Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taze, and Patrick Kane tonight against the Canucks because clearly what they are rolling with right now is not getting the job done. And there hasn't really been one line in particular that's, you know, been dynamite or worthy of sticking together here. So to me, I think, you know, and not only do you have to wake up Taze, you also got to wake up Patrick Kane, too. One five-on-five point here through the first four games. He's only got one goal. You need to wake up those two guys, and you need to wake up this Blackhawks offense as a whole. So to me, I personally would load up big and go with Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane all on the top line here tonight right out of the gate. As for the second line, I think first, you got to have Kirby Doc as the man in the middle there. He's been arguably the Blackhawks' most effective player through these first four games. And with him on that second line, I think Dominic Kubalik should be on the left side as the sniper. And then Tyler Johnson, actually, I think, should be the man playing the right wing position. I think Johnson's versatility um, and his ability to kind of provide a little bit of everything, you know, I think that really needs to be given a, a larger role here. Johnson down on the fourth line. I mean, I I know what they're trying to do and they're trying to spread things out and give the bottom six a little more offensive ability, but that's not a position I see him succeeding in. I think if Johnson 
plays with playmakers, his offensive game goes up as well. So I personally would like to see a second line of Dominic Kubli, Kirby Doc, and Tyler Johnson here tonight. For me, the third line tonight, it has to be Brandon Hagel, Dylan Strom, and Henrik Borgstrom. And if Alex DeBrinkett isn't on the top line with Patrick Kane, then he freaking better be on this third line with Dylan Strom. Those two, if DeBrinkett, if they're not loading up the big guns, DeBrinkett has to be playing with Dylan Strom here tonight in his season debut. Um, but, you know, to me, even without DeBrinkett, I think that could be a really solid third line because Brandon Hagel's been really sharp so far this year. Henrik Borgstrom, I think, offensively has looked really good. There are some things on the defensive side that he needs to clean up a little bit. And then Dylan Strom offers a good offensive skill set all around too. What I'm interested in is to see who Jeremy Calton is going to put at center, whether or not it's going to be Dylan Strom or if it's going to be Henrik Borgstrom like we've seen uh, time to time so far throughout the year. And then the fourth line to round things out, I think that's got to be the Grinders, Jujar Kara, Mackenzie Entwistle, and that's where I think Ryan Carpenter will jump into the lineup here. On defense... Uh, it's it's tough. I don't know what, what pairings the Blackhawks need to go with at this point. But one I think they need to keep together is Calvin DeHaan and Seth Jones. And I know because of Jones' abilities, Carlton's talked about this, Jones is going to play with basically each of the Blackhawks' other five defensemen from time to time. But he and DeHaan together were really solid, I thought, versus the Islanders on Tuesday. In all three zones, I thought they did a really good job. So... I think we could be seeing a bit more of that pairing together tonight against the Canucks. As for the other two pairings, um, you know, with only six defensemen, it's fairly obvious who's going to be in the lineup here. It'll be Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Riley Stillman, and Eric Gustafson. But as for how the Hawks should go about pairing them, honestly, I don't know at this point because neither of those two pairings were particularly good on Tuesday. And McCabe and Murphy have struggled together throughout the entire year so far, so I just don't really know what to do here, you know, if you want to put Gustafson with McCabe, just Gustafson's simply not a top-pairing guy that could play major minutes with either of those two, and I also don't think Stillman is quite ready for that role yet uh, either, so might just have to be more of the same on defense for the Hawks tonight against the Canucks with Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy paired up and Riley Stillman and Eric Gustafson serving as the third defensive pairing. All right, there's my suggested lineup that the Blackhawks should roll with tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to go over all the gambling lines and odds for the game as well, courtesy of our good friends over at betonline.ag. But first... I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always 
reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Moving on now into segment three on the show today. Before I let you all go, I still need to go over all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's game, as well as the prop bet that I'm going to place on the Blackhawks. At the moment, according to Bet Online, the Blackhawks are currently sitting at minus 140 against Vancouver tonight, which, man, for an 0 3 1 team, and also based on the way they've looked so far this year, 140 feels almost unbettable to me like we have no idea that the Blackhawks are going to make the necessary improvements here tonight to come away with a victory I mean I'm hopeful for that but I've also been thinking that way for the each of the last two or three games now and we've yet to see it happen so for me I kind of need to see it happen before I can bet the Blackhawks at, at freaking minus 140 when they still don't have a win this year that's that's blasphemy to me I know they're at home but come on um and I also, I, I get that it's been a poor start for the Canucks here as well. Uh, they're 1-2-1 and one through four games so far, losing to both Detroit and Buffalo. Uh, but this team still has a lot of dangerous weapons, like Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, JT Miller, Captain Bo Horvat. They went out and got Connor Garland in the offseason. Still not sure if defenseman Quinn Hughes is going to play tonight. Looks like he's going to be a, a game-time decision after he didn't play in the Canucks' previous game. But even without him, I mean, there's still a lot of talent here on this Canucks team, and they can put up a ton of goals on you in a hurry. So, again, minus 140 to me is just a little too steep to take Blackhawks here tonight. As for the Canucks, they're sitting at plus 120 at the moment, which is definitely the better value bet than the Blackhawks. But honestly, I don't know. I I think I'm probably going to stay away from the money line bets here tonight because neither of them are all that great value to me. But without a doubt, the Canucks being plus 120 when they've actually won a game this year uh, is no doubt the better value of the two. As for the puck lines, the Blackhawks are minus one and a half at plus 190, which that was the same line that the Islanders were given against the Hawks on Tuesday, which I should have freaking taken. A $20 bet there would pay out 38 of profit. So, you know, if... You believe in the Blackhawks tonight? I gotta say, that's probably the best value bet here for them. For the Canucks, they're plus 1.5 at minus 235. So those on the flip side, uh, the uh, the under are the favorites. There are the underdogs at plus one and a half. They're basically always unbettable unless you're using it in a parlay. But that plus one and a half for Vancouver could be uh, a little bit of a safety blanket, but. I'm probably more inclined to get risky and take the Blackhawks minus one and a half at um at plus one ninety rather than just taking the money line at minus one forty. That doesn't really make all that much sense. I get money's money, and if they end up winning by uh, one goal, you know you're going to be happy to take whatever profit you can get. But I mean that those uh those odds are definitely worth the gamble there, at least in my opinion. And then. The over-under at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, is currently sitting at 6.5. The under is currently the favorite at minus 120, while the over is even money at plus 100. Personally, 
I would say take the over here tonight because I do think the Blackhawks are better for, or they're due for better offensive production than they got on Tuesday. They recorded nearly 40 shots on goal, but only one was able to find the back of the net. I think they're going to be able to sustain that same pressure against a worse Canucks defense here tonight. And as a result, I think a couple more find the back of the net. At least that's what I'm hoping for out of the Blackhawks. Um, and also on the flip side, with the Hawks defense still not being on their A game as a whole, plus that dangerous Canucks offense that I just talked about, talked about, I personally am more inclined to take the over here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's always more fun taking the over. I know I said take the under on Tuesday, which wound up being correct, but let's have a fun one tonight. I think let's take the even or take the over at even money here at the moment. Uh, I think this one really does have the potential to be a high-scoring affair at the United Center. As for my solo, also one thing I want to talk about too, I didn't mention Yaroslav Halak is going to be in net for the Canucks tonight. It's not going to be Thatcher Demko, and also the Canucks' best defenseman Quinn Hughes might not be in the lineup. I know he's not their best defensive defenseman, but without his presence, that's uh, still going to leave a, a huge hole for that defense. So that's another couple reasons why I think the over is going to hit tonight. As for my solo prop bet of the night, folks, I've already decided I am going to place a $15 bet on Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taze to be an anytime goal scorer here tonight. Taze is sitting at plus 230 right now, 15 bucks turns into nearly a $35 profit. And as I've mentioned throughout the show, the Blackhawks need to get their captain going. And I'm Kind of hoping they load him up at least with Patrick Kane, if not with DeBrinket, him, and Kane. Uh, and I think, you know, the captain, he's due for one, and I think he's going to answer in a big way here to put up uh, his first point for the Blackhawks in the regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, October 21st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks, please, please, please. Go and get that first win of the year tonight. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.